soon be joining Not us here. eventually. Not here today. First class operation. Three dudes, two microphones. Check Getting it, it done. Getting it done. So, a very up and down week for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Just so let's put it lightly, <laughs> I guess. So, uh, Two we'll nice wins on the bread of a bunch of crap that was uh, Chicago and Philadelphia in the middle. So, Blues, a couple of notes this week, reached a 100 point mark. Yep. So, very, uh, kind of a big thing there, I think. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's uh, Hitchcock has, has made it known that he has a series of steps on his goals for the season. And, you know, the first one was to be leading the division by the Olympic break, which they did. And the second is to capture a, uh, a President's Trophy, which right now, you know, they, they're tied with Boston as of, as of today. But they're, you know, they're not going to win the President's Trophy right now because... Uh, Boston has more wins, even though they're tied on points, but they're right there. So, you know, being the first team to 100 points, it's it's a nice thing to have. Yep, it'll be the sixth time in franchise history, and the last time was the 2011-2012 season. Yep. So, let's go into, uh, I guess, one more. one more note. One more note, I almost skipped on my notes here. We are officially eligible for the playoffs. We have clinched a spot. For the 38th time in franchise history. Thanks, Boston! Yeah, for... As we back into the playoffs. I, You know, I always hate backing into the playoffs just because as hard as you've worked all season, you really want to be able to celebrate you getting a playoff spot. And, you know, we had the chance to do it as early as the Chicago game this week. And, obviously, we didn't win that game. That didn't go that well. And then, you know, Saturday against Philadelphia. That the team well. looked better, but still the same. But, you know, Boston knocks off uh, Phoenix in crazy fashion. Yep. Winners of 12 straight, and in doing so, you know, punches our ticket to the playoffs. So, thanks, guys. So, first from the West to the coach Hope playoff spot. Hope to see you in the finals. Yep, that'd be a good series. I enjoyed both games that Blues uh, played them this year. So Yeah, Boston's a great team. You know, I I always joke that if and when the Blues make it to the Stanley Cup final, which I hope is this year, thanks to realignment, we're going to have to go through to the, the Detroit Red Wings because it just seems fitting that and they would still somehow get in our way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, Boston, 12 straight, that ain't nothing to mess with. That's that's Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Boston Bruins right now ain't nothing to F with. Correct. Let's go with uh, our game recap this week. Uh, four games on the docket this week. We're recording after the Sunday game yep. this week. So. Just after the final whistle of the St. Louis Blues-Pittsburgh game. So I figured we'd be either elated or deflated after the game. So, luckily... And you can tell by the tone of our voice <laughs> what happened on Sunday. So... If you haven't seen the game yet, which probably if you're listening, you probably have. I hope so. so. Uh, we'll start with Tuesday at uh, home against the Winnipeg Jets. You know, this is this is a team that, for whatever reason, despite the success that the Blues have had in the division, seems to be one of those teams that just plays the Blues tough. Um, you know, they were the first team that, that took a chunk out of us in the division as far as, when, and we've talked about this numerous times, blowing that lead early in the season up in Winnipeg and then losing in a shootout. Uh, but this was a good game for the Blues. And this is 
one of those games that, you know, as this team has grown and as this team continues to gel after the trade deadline with Ott and Miller, this was the game that I really kind of felt like, okay, this team is is really getting their crap together and they're going to be in a good spot going down the stretch. As a side note, do you know that both wins this week? Spoiler alert, but we watched the game together, both games. The Winnipeg it's true. And today's game. Just saying. I know. Okay, anyway. So, uh, go with our first goal of the game at the minute 44 mark. Uh, Brendan Mora with a nice pass from uh, Derek Roy and uh, another assist by Jay Bomeister. Yeah, and we even joked about the fact that uh, the Dallas line could could do something. And there we are, you know, first period. And they're putting us on the board. Yeah, nice nice uh, play by Derek Roy to uh, steal the puck. And a nice, even better pass to Brendan Mora who had a nice little tap-in goal. So. Those guys have great chemistry. And, you know, again... Well, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we get talking about the, the stumbles that the Blues had later this week. Um, but, you know, all those guys are, have been top-line guys and have great chemistry. And it's nice when you can have a team that's third and fourth line can be as deep as those guys that have veteran leadership, have been in the, you know, the playoff wars of one Stanley Cups and uh, can just get together and, and go the way they have. Yep. So Blues going to the third period, the one nothing lead. Have only lost one game, but at this time going to the third period with a lead. Uh, unfortunately, at the minute 55 mark, Eric Odell, uh, rookie, scored his third goal of the year. The nice uh, odd man rush with Evander Kane uh, gets a goal. Another assist by uh, Zach Bogoisen. Uh And so, on the heels of that goal, the Ryan Miller shutout is in effect. Yep. So nice little goal, but uh, luckily the Blues come back near the end. Uh, David Backus. With a uh, nice uh, wrist shot goal on the power play. Yeah, it was a worked. very, very pretty goal. It actually worked for once. Ian Cole and Jay Bomeister with the assist. Yep, that, you know, and we'll, again, get into the much maligned Blues power play. But, uh, yeah, that was that's what you need to see. And it seems like when this team has success, uh, be it on the power play or 5-on-5 five five or any situation, this team is not the team that's going to make you know, the the silky pass and, and set up a one-timer that gets you at a top 10 on Sports Center. They'll try, though. They're, I mean, they'll try, and I think that's part of the problem this team has right now, but their success comes from the volume of shots and just peppering goaltenders and getting rebounds and, and stuffing them home. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they all count the same. And I wish that you would, this team would get back to that and get back to fundamentals because you look at the stats on the power play – and it's so misleading. Like every game they talk about, oh, the Blues power play is ranked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But if you dissect that and look at past the break, dude, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. But uh, probably the first time I've ever seen this play happen, uh, David Backus gets uh, tripped down while going for the empty net goal and uh, gets awarded the empty net goal. Yeah. Without the puck going in the net. So Yeah, you know... I- I know that's one of those ones that's on the books, and you and I both even made the comment about that, if they're going to award him a penalty shot or not. I mean, if it's a penalty shot with the no goalie pulled, then just award him the goal. You know, what's he going to do? Miss, you know, on a... I mean, I guess theoretically he could if he wanted to do something stupid and try to, you know, put some fancy, you know, move on on, yeah, a, on a shootout by himself, but... You know, yeah, so that's that's cool. Take them how you can get them. Yep, another note for uh, end of the game with a goal. We thought another goal was scored. At the there end. was a goal scored. Or, or uh, Chris Porter reported the goal. Was a goal, then it wasn't a goal. Yep, it was reported as a goal. What's funny is um, 
it didn't really show on TV because as Porter was skating towards the empty net is when the camera went to the corner behind the blues bench mm -hmm. where all hell was breaking loose. And when I left your house, I looked at the final score on my phone and it said four to one. It credited Chris Porter with the empty net goal at 19.59. Yep. And then as I'm pulling out of your uh, neighborhood, Crazy. listen to the post-game show, um, Kerber got handed the note that they didn't allow the goal because the refs on the far end said that they had blown the whistle prior to the goal being scored. And I guess that there's also a rule that for the goal to be official, there has to be a puck drop after it. And there wasn't. Yeah. So because of that, the final went from 4-1 to one to 3-1. to one. So uh, a bunch of penalties handed out at the end. I'll do a quick reading of all the penalties because I just find it hilarious. Basically, Dustin Bufflin was in the middle of everything, starting stuff with multiple people. Yeah, if you watch the end, he, he basically two-hand, overhand chops, um, not Jackman, I guess Pollock, Pollock and then there. shoved Jackman into the boards. And All they, with like with like one point two seconds left to go. They went crazy. So the quick recap: Blake Wheeler, ten minute misconduct. Dustin Blake Buck. Wheeler's a bitch. Correct. You can you can whistle me on that if you need to, Ross. Yeah, but like, but uh, Bufflin, two minutes of roughing. Another two minutes of roughing. A ten minute misconduct for Bufflin. Jacob Truba, ten minute misconduct. Ole Jokinen, two minutes of roughing. Blake Wheeler, five minutes fight major for fighting. Roman Polak, ten minute misconduct. Maxime Lapierre, ten minute misconduct. LaPierre, I'd say LaPierre, LaPierre with two minutes for roughing. Ryan Reeves, 10 minute misconduct. Ryan Reeves, roughing against Bufflin. Jackman, 10 minute misconduct. Jackman, five minutes for fighting. Ole Jokinen, 10 minute misconduct. All with one second left in the game. Ole Jokinen should get a career misconduct for looking like Gollum. <laughs> so good. So, Blues, a uh, big win. 3 to 1, officially the score. They uh, go into a big matchup next against Chicago in Chicago. So, national televised game. So, yeah. the Blues would be ready to go. NBC Sports Plus ran like eight hours of pregame. It was like watching the Super Bowl. It was, uh, it was nice to see, though, that they kind of considered like a, at least a big deal. No, and, it's, so. and it should be. The thing, and I'll get into this probably when we do rants, but I, I still have a large chip on my shoulder um, when it comes to how the Blues are nationally looked at as opposed to teams like Chicago and other and mainly Chicago because they're within the own division um, but it became really really clear both in the pregame and then postgame and I get you know one of your guys is Jeremy Roenick and that guy is far from fair and unbiased mm. but there were just a few comments made during the game and especially after the game. Like yeah, I think Olchek was the uh, Oh, man. Announcer, I just so. wanted to th like start throwing things at the TV. So, uh, not a good start for them. Well, technically, they, I think the first 10 minutes they played really well. Uh, Crawford yeah. held up, and then, unfortunately, the end of the period where it kind of fell apart. Uh, Saboka, I believe, took the penalty. Yeah. Excuse me, Ian Cole took a penalty. Uh, one of his two on the night. Uh, and Duncan Keith gets the uh, one-timer goal on the power play from uh, Kane and Sharp to give a... Uh, Chicago the lead with a little bit of time left in the first. Uh, I agree with your assessment of the first. It was, I think I sent a tweet out shortly after the game started that it seemed like David Backus was trying to check all of the Blackhawks in alphabetical order. Yeah. Play, yeah I think um, which is how you have to play a team like Chicago. Except for um, You know, you look at how our team and how that team is built, 
and Chicago is built to run around you and wear you down and score goals. And the Blues are not that team. You know, the Blues are never going to win a track meet of a game. But the Blues are built to steamroll you and push you around and basically bend you to their will. And I liked that the Blues were able to come out early in this game and really do that and push people around. What I didn't like was how, as this game progressed, um, Chicago basically stood up and punched back. Yeah. And the Blues were not prepared for that. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, things continue. They were pretty much outplayed in the second period again. Uh, Andrew Shaw finally gets the tipping goal at 15:35 from uh, Nick Letty and Patrick Sharp. So the Blues not looking good so far. So hopefully in the third, you think they would turn it around. Not happening. So Marcus Kruger gets a goal at 5:20 from Peter Regan and uh, that know, was Nicholas the point when, we, when the Blues went down three nothing. Uh, that's my kind of. I knew that the game was out of hand, but that's really what I was hoping. That you would see, and I, I hate when teams do this, where they kind of conceive the game but just start going for blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had already, by this point, Patrick Kane got hurt, I believe, in the first period. Yeah, that was probably the um, biggest news from the game. But I, I, I wanted to see some sort of fight and pride in the Blues, and I it, it didn't show it up. didn't show up at all. They just, you know, the Blues really just kind of tucked their tail between their legs and... Uh, and whimpered off the ice the rest of that game. And I think of the two really, really bad losses this year, one being the San Jose game when both teams were undefeated, mm-hmm. when San Jose came into Scott Trade and just beat the living bejesus out of the Blues. Uh, this, I think, is even worse. Because this was you know, a game where you're in Chicago, you have national television, you have a chance to clinch a playoff spot. You know, if if your ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup, which obviously it is, um, you have a chance now to go into the house of the Stanley Cup champions and take the next step from them. And we've, I, you know, we've said all year, and I'm I, I'm not overly upset that we lost a game to the Blackhawks because I don't think. In my wildest dreams, I could see us sweeping a season series against the Blackhawks. But for us to lose in, in such a style is just a bummer because the Blues showed no signs of life and no signs of the fight back at all. Yeah, so and, uh, Ben Smith tops it off in the power play goal uh, right in front of Miller. An assist from Chris Versteeg and Nick Letty with another assist. After that, uh, first time Miller is pulled from the game, uh, Elliot comes in. Not his fault, I believe. No, you know, there was a couple of goals where I remember looking and going, boy, I can't decide if this is Miller's fault or not. Um, but there's been a bigger issue that I've talked about with Justin, actually, the third guy who doesn't have a microphone uh, this week, and that is over the last few weeks, I've noticed that the Blues defense has a knack of letting people just set up in the slot and I think the first time I really noticed it was a few weeks ago in the Tampa Bay game where um, St. Louis had a couple of of chances where he was just point blank or was able to feed people who were point blank in front of the net and Elliot you know made the save Um, I'm sorry Miller made the save 
Yeah, so. But uh, it, it seems to be something that's happening at an alarming rate right now. And it happened a lot in that Chicago game. And it ha- it's happened a lot over the last few weeks if you go and look. You know, and they'll be sitting there between the circles in the slot, maybe five feet out from the goal, and there's nobody paying attention to them. Yeah. And that's something that if we go into the playoffs allowing that to happen, it's going to be a short ride again. Yep, so rough game there. So hopefully Blues had a couple days off. Apparently had a very good practice on Friday. So you're hoping that uh, Saturday for a noon uh, matinee game against the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia. We're talking about practice. Practice. But supposedly it was upbeat and everybody was kind of happy with it. Start off decent at the goal at 623. Jaden Schwartz, a shorthanded goal from Kevin Shattenkirk and Vladimir Saboka. That Shattenkirk pass was awesome. Yep. He um, rushed the puck up and noticed it was a you know, bad play. Yeah, you know, again, the thing that I like the way this game started was the Blues really were dictating the play. Um, there was a lot of penalties in this game from the very beginning. There, It was mm-hmm. one of those games that was really difficult to watch because it didn't seem like the game ever really got a pulse or any sort of a flow to it at all. Like anytime somebody fell down or... Anytime somebody turned the wrong way, there was a, a penalty being called. And it worked in the Blues' favor this time, even though we were on the penalty kill that we got a goal. But I, it just, there, that game was really controlled by the referees' whistles more than I wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, the most penalized team in the league going into this game, and it definitely showed. And I believe the Blues are number two. Um, I don't have that stat available. I remember seeing that come up on the screen, and I took a note. Yeah, I, I believe uh, as I was driving in today, um, I think I heard Chris Kerber say that the Blues. The last couple the games have been racking them up, especially with all the yeah. misconducts and everything else. So I don't know if that factors into it, and because those 375 times that they've been penalized, yeah, was uh, Philadelphia. So um, then going to the second period, Scott Hartnell gets on the board with his 19th of the year from Jacob Voracek and Claude Giroux at the 57 second mark. Yeah, you know, and that was a play that. When you watch the replay, Miller obviously bites on the fake from the corner, um, as I think pretty much every goalie in the world would have. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they center the puck, and Hartnell's right there just to lift it over him. Um, and again, it's what we just talked about. Hartnell's right there in the middle of the ice. And there's people around him, but there's nobody paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. And you just can't do that. I don't care who you're playing in the NHL. If you have a guy who's camped out in front of your goalie, he's going to put the puck in the net. Yep, and then the next goal, which is a goal that nobody saw, except at least live, except unless you were there. I heard it on TV. Uh, Braden Chen, 13 minute and 24 second mark. Uh, uh, rebound goal from uh, Wayne Simmons. Well, Basically, look, feed loss from Fox Sports Midwest. Yep, and let, let's back the game up about 10 seconds from that rebound. Uh, yet again, the Blues, with problems clearing the zone, uh, turn the puck over at their own blue line. And the, uh, the Flyers come right back in. Uh, shot on goal, rebound, Shen's there to, to clean it up. Yep. So. And that, again, you know, there's, there's a few things that I've noticed, especially in this week, that the Blues need to figure out in these last dozen games. Uh, clearing the puck out of their own zone, most assuredly towards the top of that list. Yeah, I mean, the Blues, I thought, actually played, like, a pretty good game so far, They played, too. well, compared to Chicago, absolutely. Yeah, they were. I think they played much better. But there still seems to be this problem with this team, and we've discussed this before on the podcast, that 
when they start to have a problem with clearing the puck, they freak out. Yeah. And you can you can see the panic. And every time that happens, there's going to be a goal scored. Yep. So uh, going into the third period, down two to one. I thought the blue thing right before this, Derek Roy had a golden opportunity to punch in the oh, goal. Man. Uh, didn't couldn't chip the puck up, up and above uh, Steve Mason, who was in net, who played pretty solidly overall, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, you have three shots at a puck from point blank range. you got to do something with it. And at this, at this time, uh, before this goal was scored by Philadelphia, this was their second shot of the period. So yeah. It shows you how good, the, how much control technically the Blues had. Yeah. And it was one defensive breakdown, unfortunately. Philadelphia there was buried a, it. There was a stretch in that game where I think they said that the Flyers hadn't had a shot on goal in like 14 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Jacob Orchuk gets his 19th from Drew and Hartnell. So, Hartnell for So, Drew having a very good uh, fantasy day. Two assist, eight penalty minutes. Yeah, he was great. I'm on bye week this week, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, so not good. <laughs> Simmons finishes it off at the 17-minute and 6-second mark with his 24th empty net goal from LeCavier and Shen. That's when the Blues won the faceoff, and nobody got the puck, and four Flyers just went charging ahead, and they were at about three or four Blues in the offensive zone with the puck going the other way, and easy empty net goal for Simmons. You uh, you could really sum this third period up in uh, – in one sound bite, and that would be the sound of a puck clanging off the post. And a total of six? Yeah. Four yeah. in that third period alone. Yeah, so two in the second. I had, I think, two in the second and then four there. So I mean, it was brutal. There was a span of about five minutes where the Blues had really good pressure. Uh, sustained, like, just sustained pressure in the Philadelphia end and hit the post three times in the course of, like, a minute and a half. So, Blues uh, not starting his road trip out that well. So, down so 0-2 so far on the road trip. Yep. Back-to-back games on Sunday. Elliott's in net against Pittsburgh, who played the night before. Which, look, for multiple reasons, I don't mind Elliott starting this game against Pittsburgh. Number one, yeah, Miller started the night before. Back-to-back games on the road. We've discussed how hard it is to be in a situation where you're traveling, traveling, playing, traveling, playing again, and then you're going to have to travel again as soon as you're done with that. Uh, so it's nice to get Miller some rest. And secondly, let's not forget that in, in the grand scheme of Miller's career, Miller is pretty much Sidney Crosby's bitch. Yeah. In whatever stage you want to put it in. Olympic, NHL, Winter Classic, whatever. Crosby is in the head of Ryan Miller. Yeah, so uh, 29 points Yeah. in 17 games. So I, saw. I, I, I didn't mind seeing Elliott start this game. You know, I think Miller, could Miller win this game? Absolutely. He's mm. hands down our number one. But if there's a game that you're going to give him a rest on, why not against the team that just seems to have him figured out? Yeah, so obviously Buffalo not being that good this year didn't help that at all either. So, uh, low scoring affair on Sunday. I think the Blues had a uh, pretty upbeat. I think they uh, minimized chances. There the a couple Blues of, defense was phenomenal. Uh, a couple of power plays that were a little... Uh, Scary, going through the first two periods. Yeah, you know, and again, we didn't talk about this in discussing the uh, Philadelphia game where the Blues were 0 for 5 on the power play or the Chicago game where they were 0 for whatever they were there. Um, But this team's inability to to score on the power play continues to be one of the most frustrating things about this team right now. You know, the first part of the season, the Blues were great at getting the power play, winning the faceoff, 
getting it back to the point, one pass over, ripping it, and it was in the back of the net. Mm. There were so many power plays where we were scoring five, ten seconds into the power play. And now we're lucky if we get one or two shots of power play. Yeah. Um, but what I really, really liked about the start of this game against Pittsburgh was I liked that, number one, defensively, we were keeping Pittsburgh to the edges. We really weren't allowing them inside the circles, inside the slots. All the shots that they were getting on Elliott were coming from very, very sharp angles, very easy angles for Elliott to defend. And on the offense, we were coming in waves. We weren't just having one guy come in, take a crappy shot from the corner, and then everyone's having to race back out because we couldn't keep the puck in the net. We were getting good pressure. We were getting decent shots a lot of them still getting blocked, a lot of them still going wide, but we were you were starting to see the corrections made. And, and that's what I had really wanted to see, how this team was going to play coming out of a game where they really played good and couldn't beat Steve Mason. How this team was going to play against a team like Pittsburgh. Well, that's a lot more, about, yeah, I say a lot more offensive firepower compared to Philadelphia. Oh, Early, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean... More finesse team, I think. Uh, Philadelphia is more of a physical banger team. Yeah. And then I mean, Pittsburgh's look, when you've got when you've got Sidney Crosby and, and Malkin, like that's all you really need to know. Yeah. So. And they've got a, a great complementary cast. But when you've got those two guys in your top two lines, like you're running three, four lines, much like the Blues, they can put the, the puck in the net. Um, but I, I was I was very very scared that this team was going to come out with their heads hung after the game against Philadelphia, and it was going to be a repeat of Saturday. And I was I was happy to see, especially from the defensive end, that we really kept our arms out and pushed them to the sides. Yeah, so I think uh, they controlled a good portion of the game. I think there's a couple breakdowns. Like you said, clearing the puck was an issue a couple times. But I think overall that uh, I think guys that stood out, Jaden Schwartz again yep. looked very good. Uh, you may or may disagree with me, but I think Berglund had a better game. I think Berglund has been great since the Olympics. Yeah, he played a couple of moves where he had a, came in, I think it was on Ole Mata. He came in, he basically blew by him, had a good shot on goal and a good save by Flurry with the uh, right pad. So, um, those two guys stood out for me for sure. A couple of, uh, there was one uh, injury note for this game. Uh, Derek Roy was out with a... They said upper body injury on the telecast, but then I looked on then looking on Twitter, I saw the lower body. So let's just go with the injury. I'm going to say it's from him getting blown up in the first period of that Philadelphia game. Yeah, so he uh, he was out this game, and so was Yaskin. And then you bring was well, Yaskin a healthy scratch? Healthy scratch. You know, and you bring in uh, back in Lapierre Mora, who sat the uh, Philadelphia game. I I get that Yaskin is a prospect, and I know that the expectations on him should be in check. But I just haven't seen from him anything that makes me think he's NHL ready. And I know that he is just lighting it up in Chicago in the AHL. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were long stretches during the Philadelphia game and during the Chicago game where he looked lost. Yeah. And there were two chances in the Chicago game where he either didn't see the puck and it went by him or just whiffed where I remember texting you and going, you know what, we're going to miss Tarasenko a lot more than I thought we were because 
if Tarasenko's in the game, those pucks are in the back of the net. Yep, so a little bit of back and forth through the whole game, and finally uh, we break through at the virtually end of a power play. Not officially a power play. Yeah, I think the power play had just ended by a second or two, but, you know, for all practical purposes, a power play goal. Uh, David Backus hits the puck, it's hit off his knee, hip, maybe a stick, I don't know. Lower body You said area. stick, right? I said stick. Okay. Crazy. Um, and with the shot from Steen with the assist and Petrangelo. So Blues on the board at the 11 minute 20 second mark. So can they hold on? Yes. They did. And the Blues win 1 0. A little bit of a scrim- uh, scrimmage. Not scrimmage. Scrum at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, this whole game, like you can see the tensions growing on both sides. Um, both of these teams basically have a mentality of Stanley Cup or bust this year. Mm-hmm. And the Blues really do play Pittsburgh very, very well. Yeah. Um, we're one of three teams Sidney Crosby's never scored against. Oh, I don't know if you heard that a thousand times today or not. Um, but they really do. For some reason, the Blues can just beat Pittsburgh. And you could see... You know, Pittsburgh on the heels of the, of the day before coming back and winning an overtime against Tampa, um, the frustrations mount. And the Blues obviously going through their own frustrations. Once you hit that third period scoreless, I think both teams knew this was going to be a one nothing game. Yeah. And um, the Blues held it together. Brian Elliott had some great saves. The defense was strong all the way through. Um Again, a couple of, of kind of dumb penalties in there. But overall, I would say a more disciplined game and a more focused game from the Blues that we had really seen all week long, even the Winnipeg game. So, um, decent week for the Blues. Ends on a good note, so we'll be happy there. I would give the week a B-. minus. Yep. We, we clinch a playoff spot. We're tied for the top uh, spot in the NHL with 103 points. We are no longer in the lead for the President's Cup. Um, we dropped a couple of really crucial games. We we dropped the game against Chicago, which was a heartbreaker, just because of how bad we looked. Uh, the Philadelphia game, we lost, but we played hard. And then we looked good against Pittsburgh. We looked good against Winnipeg. Yeah. So, oh, side note, just a question. Is the President's Trophy President's Cup? Oh, I'm sorry, President's Trophy. Did okay. I say President's Cup? You did. Yeah, but a lot of people say that, so it's that's President's why trophy. I always look it up. President's trophy. President's it's President's I trophy. It's, uh, I think the cup is yachting, right? The cup President's is correct. Yeah. President's cup is like sailing. Right, sailing. Or golf or? is that golf? No, uh, that's the something else cup. Yeah. Okay. That's Fed- something like FedEx European cup? or something. FedEx cup. Yeah, yeah. The, the President's Cup is like yachting, sailing. New Zealand wins it a lot. That's all okay. I know. Gotcha. So. So, I don't know, I, a lot of people say that, and I'm just like, at work, I'm one of the guys next to me says it I think it's just in your head, cup, yeah, because Stanley that's cup, what yeah. everyone wants. I was, yes. I was like, don't want to be that guy at work, you know, when somebody's yeah. like, because know, everybody knows that I'm like big blues fan, so I don't like to. Sure. So, somebody keeps saying, the, oh, we're, the guy always tries to, you know, make conversation with me. He's like, oh, blues doing good for that President's Cup. I'm like, trophy. Yeah, it's good. Looking good so far. Pretty sweet. So I don't want to be that guy. A couple more home runs, they should get it. That'll be my minor rant for this week. So that (laughs) leads us. I'll do a quick uh, breakdown of our uh, standings just to show everybody where we're at. Since we're pretty tied. (laughs) You alright there? Sound effects (laughs) by Justin. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. so uh, where are that? Standings. There we are. Standings for this week. 
since the Blues pretty much have played the same amount of games as a lot of people finally. Yep. So with 71 games played, I'll just go with the top four teams in the Central. The Blues have a 48-16-7 and record for 103 points. Chicago behind us with 41 wins, 15 losses, and 15 overtime shootout losses. That's obscene. Uh, let's see, Colorado, 44 wins, 21 losses, and uh, 6 overtime shootout losses. And Minnesota wraps it up with 36, 24, and 11 for 83 points. So 94 points for Colorado, excuse me. So breaking it down, uh, Blues looking pretty good, I think. Eight point, is it, uh, six or eight points up on the division now? We are making that six points. And if over three points over San Jose with a game in hand for the overall West lead. I think we will finish number one in the West. There you go. Now, I am mark it down. I am not as confident as I was that we will win the President's Trophy. Because Boston is Boston is on a tear, man. Twelve games in a row, and I, they they should have lost that game last night. They were down three nothing, I believe. Three to one. Three to one, and came back and it, dude, what is going on in Phoenix? Mike Smith does not like the third period at man. all. I've noticed every time I noticed that they lost, it's been, been third, third period collapses. And think about the game that uh, Ryan Miller's first start for the Blues. We started or we spotted Phoenix two, two goals and came back and scored four in the third. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the Blues are going to finish first in the West. The Ducks really have just fallen apart. Yeah. And I think that the gap is too big uh, between the Sharks and the Blues to. Uh, to close, which really, if you want to look at possible playoff scenarios, you're looking at a Ducks and Kings first round matchup. And the Ducks and the Kings have done their usual, like play like idiots until the last 15 games of the year. And quick, turn it on. Quick is looking good. We'll see how they turn out. But uh, let's do a quick little breakdown of the uh, overall standing. So St. Louis, Chicago, and Colorado have all clinched, not clinched, but all have spots in the uh, Central for playoffs right now. San Jose, Anaheim, and Los Angeles are the other three in the Pacific. Pacific. Okay, anyway, sorry. I'm trouble reading today. So anyway, wild card right now is Minnesota with the first wild card, Phoenix with the second. And then Dallas is a Dallas two, two points back, but and they actually have a game in uh, Phoenix, a game in hand on Phoenix, so they could, they will tie with the identical records if they win, I think tonight they play with 34 Twenty-six and eleven. If Dallas wins tonight, so I guess that will go down to. What is the tiebreaker scenarios? I believe the first thing is like your head-to-head record. Okay. Is your first, like and then it's, after it's that points, and then after points, it's head wins, right? Yes, wins like regulation. Like regulation wins, wins. and, and then, after that, it's head-to-head, head. and then after that, I think it's like goals scored. Which, if you ever look into it, it's like ridiculous. They've planned it out for like I think I looked it up one time, like eight. Tiebreakers, right? Which is good. At least you plan ahead. So after I that, I wasn't sure if there was a, a, a change in the uh, in the tiebreaker with the way they redid everything with realignment or not. And uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg pretty far behind. I don't see them really jumping. Ahead. I think it's a three-team race for the wild card between with Minnesota. Ten, eleven games left. It's going to be tough to make up. Uh, you have to jump. Like Winnipeg has to jump three teams and get. And I don't think that's six points. Happen. Which yeah, you could, but it's going to, you like to go like 10 and 0. When you get to the point where you start talking about, hey, we're mathematically still eligible for the playoffs, you're done. The only team that there's officially, I think, like two teams now that are officially eliminated from the West 
And that is, you're going to guess? I'm going to say uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton is officially done. Calgary is still technically alive by like a point, basically. They routed Edmonton last night. Eight to one. Wow. So, not good there. Vancouver? No, no. They're still at every... That's it's what just, I thought. Just, I think I'm talking about... Uh, sorry, Buffalo was the other one. Oh, okay. I meant... Oh, yeah, Buffalo. definitely Buffalo. That team can't beat high school teams. So, we'll do a little prospect news. Okay. Just to wrap everything up for a total of Blues news before I get into our rants and Jersey Watch segments. The Blues had a trio of signings this week. Yep. It's their uh, pretty much the deadline to get prospects under contract before they some of them can be re-eligible. To uh, enter the draft this year, yep. so that could that not that doesn't happen at all. Usually, it happens if they're lower prospects. You rarely hear about a top tier prospect not signing. Sure. So uh, three signings: our first round, uh, excuse me, our second round pick last year, uh, Thomas Vanilli. Not Milly, just not, Yes, correct. He's in the Western Hockey League this year with the Medicine Hat, Medicine Hat Tigers. Has that jersey? Huh. I'm going to get that jersey. You get the jersey? The vanilla medicine hat jersey? Yep. He had a total of 41 points, 14 goals, 27 assists, 34 penalty minutes, and he has nine power play goals, so in 59 games. So not bad, but the Western Hockey League is not really known for defense. Well, no. So, but kind of happy. Uh, Zach Pochiro, I don't say Pond, but there's no end. Pochiro. Okay. He uh, basically looked at it to be a good, solid third, fourth lighter energy guy. Okay. Uh, from St. Louis, sort of. Born, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah born yeah. here, stayed till he was one. And right. then uh, his parents worked at the uh, casinos out in St. Charles, and then moved yep. back to Vegas. That's right. I remember when we drafted him in that story. Yep, fourth round, uh, 112th overall in the 2003 draft. 2013 draft, not 2003-2013. If you are that kid and you want to play for the Blues, you need to immediately go to whatever casino your parents worked for and start the Always Bet on Pachero campaigns right now. That'd be awesome. Get Denzel on board. I guess not Denzel, that was uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, that's right. Always bet on Pochero. And the last one, uh, signed defenseman, uh, Pateri Lindbaum, uh, 20-year-old, dressed in 37 games for, I'm going to get, I'm going to mess this up. Yeah. Yeah. Asset. Asat. Sure. Pori. And a Jokrit Helsinki of Finland and the SL Linga League. Yeah, he, I think he's going to stay there for a while. Yeah, so I think he's probably got a couple more years over there before he makes a jump over to Enjoy AHL. Enjoy the schnitzel. So, six points this year, one goal, five assists, 26 penalty minutes. Uh, so, looking, so, it sounds like he's a defensive defenseman. Drafted in the oh, sixth good. round. Oh, good, we more of those. Drafted in the sixth round, 176 overall in the 2012 draft. So, sign a couple of guys that will maybe fill in the AHL in a couple of years. Sure. So, and apparently uh, Jordan Smaltz didn't, I, he, he signed a while back, but, uh, had a very good year. He actually left. Uh, he was, I think, he's still in the collegiate, but then he left to go to the uh, USHL. Just uh, guess better development, I guess. Is what yeah. I was reading. So, little prospect news. Let's go into our rant segment. I already had my little one about the President's Trophy Cup deal. So I get it. So you. So mine is basically that aside from the hardcore hockey fans. If you would go out and ask a hundred people with basic hockey knowledge, who is the best team in the Central Division right now? 95 of those, based off of what they hear from Fox Sports, ESPN, and various news outlets, are going to go, oh, it's the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm. 
I mean, it's, is there anyone else in the Central Division? I thought it was just Chicago Blackhawks. And it really, they did a good job in the pregame show of really highlighting what the Blues have done. And there was a great line that Pierre Maguire had where he said, St. Louis is tired of being little brother, and they're angry. And I thought that was, that, that sums it up. That is exactly what's happening. So, you know, the game happens on Wednesday night, and the Blues, or I'm sorry, yeah, Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and the Blues just lay a big sweaty turd on the ice and look awful. The first thing that happens after the game, they go back to the NBC Sports Plus studios, there's Jeremy Roenick with a big-ass smile on his face. And then before he even said it, I knew what he was going to say. He goes, well, looks like the road to the Stanley Cup from the West is still going to go through Chicago. And I was like, dude, let's not forget that even after this game was played, the Blues were 3-1 and one against the Chicago Blackhawks this season, up by six points against them with the game in hand in the division. Yeah. Let's not pretend like Chicago has made St. Louis their bitch all season. It's been quite the opposite until this past Wednesday night. It was the first points the Blackhawks got off the Blues this year. And every Blackhawk fan wants to come out and go, Oh, how come you can't ever get a drink in St. Louis because they don't have any cups? <laughs> I get it. The past is fun. If we want to talk about past championships, maybe we can talk about baseball or football. Because the Rams have won a Super Bowl since your stupid-ass Bears did in 1985. So Super Bowl shuffle your asses back down to the bars and talk about that while you're talking about championships. I just, and again, this is the St. Louis little brother attitude that comes with being a Blues fan. But I'm just really, really over the national, and it's not even disrespect, but just lack of acknowledgement of what's going on. Had, had the Blues not traded for Ryan Miller, I don't think any of these national games that the Blues are getting post-trade deadline would have happened. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have seen NBC pick up the Blackhawks-Blues game that's coming up in a week and a half. Rivalry night, I think, was pre-scheduled, this one that just happened. Yeah, it was already scheduled. Yeah. But the only reason right now, and it sucks, and I, I, I regress. It's not the only reason, because the Blues are competing for a President's Trophy. But the main reason why the Blues are getting attention right now is because of the Ryan Miller trade. One player who came from the most piss-poor team in the, in the league to the Blues. And that's the only reason why, we're, why national media wants to talk about us with the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's because Chicago's an original six team, which no one gives a crap about anymore. It doesn't matter. 1967 was so long ago that we're now the only team out of that group that doesn't have a cup. So stop talking about the original six like it was something that happened two weeks ago. It doesn't matter anymore. You have a 32-team league. So give everybody credit or just downsize. But I'm tired of the fact that it's always Chicago. Ten years ago, when I lived in Chicago... You couldn't give tickets away to hobos who lived under the L train in Chicago with promises of free beer and and hot dogs. No one cared. Blackhawks in Chicago were a footnote to a footnote to a footnote. And now they win two cups in four years, and they're the greatest thing in the world. 
No one cares. They care because they're hot right now. And in four years or ten years from now, when when this wave of players goes away, I I hope for competition's sake that they can continue to be good. Because I understand that for the longest time they had an owner who just did not care. Like, didn't care. He was all about the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. The Blackhawks were, eh, that's another team that plays here. Yeah. But... The way that the media, and you have, you have to censor me here, you can. The way the media swings from their nuts is gross. And you look at people like Jeremy Roenick, who are in you know, a commentator's role now, and just, honest to God, don't even try to hide the fact that they're not biased. Like, don't try to hide it at all. Some of the others do. People who don't know that Darren Pang is the color guy for the Blues probably would have no idea when you watch a Winter Classic or an NHL on NBC game that Pang is on that he's a, the Blues guy. You yeah. probably wouldn't know. Jeremy Roenick makes it very well known where his allegiance is. And if you want to do that, that's fine, but then you don't let him broadcast a Chicago Blackhawks game. That's same with Eddie Olchek, who does the color. Olchek's not as bad. He will name drop a lot. Yeah. Like he'll he'll talk about every player on that team. But you don't get the just biased, smug Blackhawk slant that you do when you listen to Jeremy Roenick do analysis. You if you go back and watch the game tape of Jeremy Roenick's post game analysis of this Blackhawks Blues game, and admittedly the Blackhawks beat the Blues up and down the ice for 60 minutes. It was not even a contest. Uh, that was a one-sided game. But if you listen to that post-game analysis, and that's all you knew about the Blues-Blackhawks this season, you would have thought that the Blackhawks owed the Blues all year. And it is quite the opposite. Yep. That's my rant. Yep. And a good one. So, one more game in Chicago in a couple weeks. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, lose. It's a back-to-backer night. Too. And that's an NBC proper game, correct? Yeah, it's regular NBC. They play uh, Colorado the day before, a day yeah. game. So, so it's another road, road, home road. road, home road. We're at home. Oh, that's Colorado. right. Colorado's at home. Well, that's that's at least better. So a little bit better. So uh, let's wrap it up with our Jersey Watch segment. Hey, we're twins today again. Sort of opposite, at least. I got the third in Jersey, uh, Oshi. This time instead of a blank one. Yep, and I have my white Oshi on. I've, uh, on the heels of the bad week we had, I started going back to my, uh, mantra, which is if the Blues are on the road, wear a road jersey. If the Blues are at home, wear a home jersey. I only have one road Blues jersey, so. so it worked out, though, so. Blues a big win today. So keep it up, and hopefully that will, uh, work out for the rest of the week so yep in the overall scale of things like i said i give the blues a b minus this week we we didn't look good in the middle of the week we started the week strong we end the week strong most importantly we are officially ticket punched for the playoffs so we have 11 games left figure out what's ailing you work on the power play work on your defense work on making sure you get the damn guy out of the slot clear the puck and let's get ready for the playoffs I agree. So uh, we'll be hopefully debuting our new three-man system. With a three-microphone system. Yep. Next week, hopefully. Depends how things go for 
this week. Right now, we just get we get we get hand signals, which works great on an audio podcast. Exactly. So we'll stick with uh, hopefully that we'll tease our uh, new segment that we're working on for next. Yes, week. Yes, we do need to tease because I would like to open it up for nominations. So the first week, which I'm going with the St. Louis Blues Hall of Shame. I think Hall not, of Shame. Yes. Uh, not the worst, not the worthless St. Louis Blue of all time, or whatever we're going to call it. We have. So. Here's how this works. The Blues have statues in front of Scott Trade of the greatest Blues players of all time. Hall of Famers. Al McInnes, Brett Hall, Bernie Federico. We have retired numbers in the rafters of Scott Trade. What we don't have is a dusty, crappy little trophy case to showcase the what the hell was this guy doing during his time in St. Louis. It could be one game. It could be... Yeah, and, and here's how we want you to do. If you have a Blues player that you think is just the WTF Hall of Shame Blues player, it could be for a 10 years of Blue. It could be for a specific game. <clears throat> Carrie. Oh, I'm sorry, not Carrie. John Casey. John Casey. <clears throat> One game in particular. Jim Carrey could be a good one. Yeah, I mean, there's... Good nomination, too, Zach. There's... there's Whatever you think they deserve to be in the Hall of Shame for, feel free to nominate and your reason for. If you have a clip of why, obviously the John Casey one's easy to find. Go ahead and send it to us. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook. Just look up Blues Hockey Podcast on Facebook or uh, facebook.com slash Blues Hockey Podcast. There are going to be so many goalies that get nominated. That's why I was thinking. How many weeks do you think we go before we put someone who's not a goalie? Well, we already found one that's not a goalie. Net, well, next week, Jason and I pretty much have decided who the first inductee into the Hall of Shame is. Well, we got we got like two. We'll do, we'll talk this week. We I don't know. If we decide we each get one, or we're just doing a consensus one. I think we need to do a consensus one each week. Okay, I think that's what we're going with. So we might have to overrule Justin, but we'll talk it out this week because the other one we talked about to be a tease, defenseman from the late '80s, early '90s. Just well, yeah, but he's he's universally bad. Yeah, so, um, so we'll probably be debuting that next week. Uh, like hit us up with some nominations. Like I said, Facebook, also Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Yeah. Um, if you want to find me, it's at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. I am at Hossapalooza H O S S underscore A underscore P A L O O Z A. Next week, Justin will give you his Twitter so he can be. Active and he taunts some people, yeah, something like that. So, uh, well, that's about it for this week. Uh, no comments this week. So please uh, hit us up with some comments on both Facebook, Twitter, or the website, blueshockeypodcast.com. Uh, final one. Thanks to Brooke Royal for the song intro, Bleed Blue. Find it on iTunes and Amazon for ninety nine cents. And that's about it. So this week, so we'll catch you guys next week for another set. Only three games next week we'll probably be able to do. So slowing it down a bit from four down to three. So lose on the road trip. Come back home for Star Wars night. Hell yes, Star Wars night against Minnesota, which would be a big game. So be a good week. So we'll catch you guys next week. You can whistle me for this one wrap up. <laughs>